We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall, and joining us today is former men's basketball player David Kubian from Miami. David, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, the first thing is I was doing research uh, about you for this that I wanted to tell you that I realized is that you are old. You have been young. You've been gone um, ten years, man. I am ten years. I'm I'm not old. I'm just more experienced. <laughs> I have gray hair now that make me look, you know, interest. So I just have more experience. Does it seem? I mean, ten years is a long time, regardless. But does it seem like it's been ten years, or just like yesterday, or common? I mean, you have been a lot of places and done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it it, it does. I went back. 
um, in February for Lazar's Hall of Fame thing. And, you know, just going back and now that I see that, you know, we're playing in a different arena, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, just looking at people like telling me, Kubi, you know, how you been? Now, when I left, I was, what, 23? Now, you know, I'm 33 with three kids. And, you know, a lot of stuff, like you said, you know, being a bunch of places uh, overseas, you know, playing and, but it does, it does feel like, you know, it's a long time. Well, it has been a long time. That's why, you know, before we get into a lot of things, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, what's been going on around the country. And I, I just wanted to get your thoughts as a professional athlete, professional basketball player, what you thought as you saw the reaction from the NBA and then Major League Baseball and across all sports uh, this week? Well, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in a really unique situation because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm African, Venezuelan, if you want. <laughs> and, and, you know, I grew up back home, but I also had a chance to, you know, uh, you know, I grew up in the States too because I came when I was 16. And it's a sensitive topic. And I feel like they react in the right way. You know, I feel like uh, right now uh, it's a moment where, you know, we all need to come together where, uh, you know, this is a really serious matter that needs to, needs, needs attention. And, you know, the, the way they approach things or the way they, they handle things. For me, you know, as a as a black person, and you know, as a person that you know has has you know has been affected by uh, you know social injustice and and all you know you can all that you can think about. Um, I feel they you know they they doing the right thing. I mean, they they need to you know our voices need to be heard, and I like how athletes are using their platform to you know to to help to help the to you know to make the situation and to to help you know to help and to get everybody involved i think one of the important things that you just mentioned and and talked about a little bit already is obviously the nba when it comes to basketball has the spotlight and all the people watching on a nightly basis but it doesn't matter if a professional player, even our college guys, I think this has shown that the power and the voice that, that athletes do have. It does. I think, I think it does. And, and like, you know, it might, like, it probably is not going to change in everything at once, but it's a step, you know. And if you take, you know, I feel like right now, you know the the black community, and and I don't think it's is it it's not a long it's not it's not just an issue for the black community. It's you know I feel like everybody needs to you know realize what's going on, and I feel like we're taking a step forward, and and I hope you know we continue to to you know address to pay attention to this issue, and and hopefully things will get better. And you've got a, a, a different perspective now, too, not only as a player, but your dad. You mentioned three. I don't – if you could update us on your family. I, I don't know that your oldest 
is able to maybe comprehend yet what's going on, right? Or no, he's, a concern he's down the road he, for you. He's four. He's four. Uh, and then my daughter is two. And then I and then my wife is pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have another oh, breaking one. Breaking news. Breaking. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have another. I'm gonna have another one in four weeks. But you know, yeah. I'm. I mean, I, I'm a dad, and I think about. You know, I think about my kids. I think about, you know, um, you know, teaching them what, what's going on. He pro- he doesn't understand right now, so I try not to. You know, he's only four, but you know, I worry. I worry for him because, you know, he's gonna be exposed at, I want you know, at some point of of his life. So you know, uh, that's why I think not only. I'm not be you know now I don't I don't only think about him I think about you know society as a whole so uh, if society as a whole is better you know they're gonna be living in a better society and that's that's what I want for for, for them. Having a baby in four weeks it sounds like you're gonna be on your way to Spain here in a couple of weeks right I mean I don't know so, yeah, the time yeah so I'm, I'm going I'm going to Spain in in two weeks and then I'm gonna be there I hope for for like two weeks and then I'm coming right back and then I'm going to be here five days and then I go back. <laughs> the life of a professional so, athlete, right? Yeah, it is. It is tough. A lot of traveling and a lot, a lot of sacrifices, but you know, I, I'm, I'm having fun and that's what I love to do. So. And you've been playing, this will be your 11th season, right? You played on three continents, uh, Venezuela, Mexico, Israel, Brazil, did I miss any from uh, from there? And now Spain for the first time. Uh, yeah, Spain for the first, yeah, Spain for the first time. Obviously, native Venezuela. I know you know that is a favorite, obviously. But has there been one of these spots that you've you've really enjoyed more than the others, or is it just kind of a progression? Uh, Brazil. I think Brazil was my favorite place to play. Uh, Brazil. There's a lot of, it has a lot of, you know, it's similar to, to Venezuela. The weather, uh, food, you know, they speak Portuguese, which, you know, for me, it was really easy to learn because it's, a, you know, it's similar to Spanish. Uh, I was playing on a really good team. <clears throat> I was living in Rio de Janeiro, you know, which is a, it's a nice city. Uh, you know, I... I was when I when I went to Israel. I was that was my first um, job. You know, it was my first the first time I had to go play. Uh, you know, in a different country as a professional because the first time I went outside the United States was outside Venezuela. I went to the United States, but Israel was you know the the culture. Uh, it was kind of hard for me to adjust because you know I was I was younger, but now. When I went to Brazil, uh, it, it was fun. It was I had a lot of fun over there, and playing and and you know just the living condition, uh, the weather, everything. Love it. And then you have the opportunity to play in the Olympics, as well. Yeah, that that was that was the year. So I went to Brazil in 2017, and I played in the Olympics 2016. So, you know, when I was when I went to the Olympics. Uh, I didn't get to do much because, you know, we were at the village. Uh, we had games, you know, you, I didn't, I didn't, I basically didn't do anything, but 
go play and be at the village. But, you know, when I was there playing for like nine months, I got to do, you know, to, uh, I got to, you know, go around the city. I met a lot of people and, you know, it was fun. Obviously, not a lot of people can say they're Olympians and, and you're lucky enough to do that. How many, I mean, there's got to be a highlight, but any of your best memories from that experience? I know, obviously, uh, you got to play against uh, Jimmy in the U.S. In, in the tour before you guys went over. And then, I mean, the whole experience looking back had to be awesome. That was fun. It was, uh, you know, just being around, the, you know, the, the greatest players. Uh, not only, you know, not, not only basketball, but, you know, you, you will be at the, you will be eating and then, you know, you'll see Serena Williams, you know, sitting next to you or, <clears throat> or Nadal, you know, or like, you know, you know, I, I don't play in the, in the NBA, but, you know, just facing players that, you know, the best basketball players uh, in the war, you know, period is, it was fun just going every night. Like, you know, I got the chance to play against, uh, you, you, USA for me it was special because you know I was playing against Jimmy I was playing against guys that you watch on TV and and you know uh, it was fun it was fun like you know playing against Serbia playing against Australia Spain uh, it was it was a lot of fun playing you know just competing against the best every night yeah I I remember going and seeing you and Jimmy down in uh in Chicago, Chicago, they were doing that tour. I, I think you had what about four fouls in, in a minute and a half, if I remember right. Or that that was my plan. I was like, okay, my plan. Get your was, name in the box score. I'm like, okay, I don't know, but oh, I had three points in Chicago, and then in in Rio when we played, and I had like ten. So I hit like two two threes, and I had a layup, and then I was fouling. I, like I was really hacking, like. Okay, you're not gonna make fun of me. I don't care if, if, you know. I remember one time I said a bad pick on Jimmy, and then he, he looked at me. He's like, "Kobe, come on, man, shit." And I'm like, "Jimmy, you know better. You know how we get down." So, <laughs> no easy <laughs> baskets, right? If anybody knows anything about you, it's no easy baskets. Yeah, that was that was like, okay, you're not gonna embarrass me. So I don't care who you are. And, uh, I don't think you had to worry about that. Uh, obviously, that was a great experience for you and, and your teammates as well. Talking about former guys, I don't know. Did you have a chance to watch the TBT at all uh, this summer and those guys? I saw, I saw like two games. Well, I saw, I saw the finals. I saw the last game. I saw the last game. And, and the other games, you know, it was like, you know, we watched half. And, but I saw the last game. And I was really... I was happy for them. I was I was excited. Did you any chance you thought Diener was gonna miss that shot once he got in the no. corner? No, I thought it was in. I was like, when he he didn't play much. No, he didn't play much. And then when he got into the game, I was like, well, he's gonna shoot it. I just I had the feeling, and I don't know if he had to say something to Joe. He probably told him like, hey, you know what time it is, like. It's, yeah. it's money time, and then when, when I when he cut the ball, I was like, it's going up, and he's gonna make it. And, and I, I was, I don't know, I just, I just had that feeling, 
and you know it was it was good to see you know DJ uh the white uh Mo Jamil who else was, uh Derek Derek you know yeah. the guys that I know you know that I that, that I play with uh I was excited I was jumping around I was you know watching the the game like it was really fun to see them you know to to and then when I was watching the game I was thinking about like you know, now that I see DJ, especially DJ and, and Dwight, I was like, wow, like these guys are really good. <laughs> like these guys are good, and they and I'm I'm happy that they they continue to uh, to play and they continue to like improve. So it's fun to see to see guys that you play with, you know, get better and and do, you know, see them do do well. Outside of. Uh... Your guy, Lazar, obviously, who, you know, you were inseparable when you were on campus. Are there other guys that you, you keep in relative consistent com communication with or have over the years? Uh, let's see. Well, I've I talked to a lot of them. Like, uh, I think i talked to everybody that I play with. Like, you know, I, but I don't really get the chance to see them because, you know, I'm – like now that I live in Miami, I've been living here for like four years. During the summer, I never get to go to Milwaukee, you know, and, and most of them like, you know, they, they live in Chicago, they live in Milwaukee, they, uh, so I talk to, I talk to them a lot. Like I talk to, well, I saw Wes when I went to Milwaukee, I went to a game. I've been to Jimmy's uh, games. Uh, I talked to Mo, uh, I talked to DJ, I talked to Jarrell, Dwight. Well, Tommy, uh, most of them, like all of them, but I just don't get a chance to, because I'm always playing, you know, I, I'm always, I don't get a chance to go meet with them. Like, you know, they always go there and meet for the TVT or during the summer. I got a good relationship with them. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is it's not like you're necessarily crossing paths with them when you're playing, because a lot of them that are playing are in Europe, not in the leagues or, or where you've been playing the number of years either. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true too. I know, you know, mentioning your your guy Lazar and, and you mentioned it earlier as well. I know for you it had to be special to be able to come back and be with him as he was inducted into our Hall of Fame uh during the season along with uh, Jay. It was it was really special. Like, you know, I um because like you say, we were, you know, always together, you know. We um you know, we were roommates, uh we, you know, we went to battle together. Like I saw all the hard work, you know, he had to put in. He's the only and... guy I've seen call you Dave. So that's how <laughs> I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to. He knows how to make me mad. He's probably <laughs> the only guy that knows, you know, what what buttons to push. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I was. It was uh, good to see all the recognition he he got. And you know he was uh he he worked hard for it and and I and I saw it you know so and you know we we you know it was it was a lot of fun to see him and I know he he was excited for it. I like to think I'm up there on the list of your favorite uh, administrators when you're here, but obviously we know you and Mazar guys, but then Merrill <laughs> from academics is the top of your list and a relationship I know that you guys have, have kept in constant. You, you, are, you are in my top five. You are in my top five. I appreciate that's, that. that. That's really good. That, that's, that's good. 
Top five? I don't need to know where. I just I'll <laughs> put myself in a spot. But I think no, that speaks Merrill, to relationships, though, that, that someone like Merrill can have an impact like that, not only on your life, but other players as well. No, Merrill is uh, number one. But <laughs> without a question. Um, Merrill's like my mom. Like, I, I, I call her my Marquette mom. Because, you know, for me, uh, I'm, I was in a different situation as everyone else. You know, I'm, you know, my family, you know, I have a host family that live in New Jersey. But my, you know, my mom and, and my brothers, uh, they were in Venezuela when I was in Marquette, you know. It, it wasn't like, I wasn't a plane, I wasn't one, I wasn't a plane away. I was, you know, had to, it was far. And at the time, I don't think we have FaceTime. We, we didn't have, uh, you know, so I didn't, I didn't have that, that much communication with them. And Merle, you know, she was uh, my tutor. But she was also like, you know, she was a friend. She was, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, she was like, like my mom. I would talk to her about anything. She was always, you know, be there for me. And, you know, we had a, we have a relationship that, you know, is going to last forever because, you know, we, you know, besides being my tutor, she, she was, she meant so much for me, you know? She was always there for me. She would listen to me. She probably didn't know, you know, she didn't know much about, you know, basketball tactics or whatever, but she would listen to me. And I could come to, that was like, when I was with her, I was at a safe place because I would talk to her about anything and she just would listen and will give me advice and, you know, so that's why I love Meryl. And, and an important time in your life, obviously, too. And as we look back at it, I mean, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows when you, you played here, right? I mean, have your first two years as a coaching change. I think you had uh, shoulder surgery right after your sophomore year, right before Buzz's first year. Yeah. And you had played, uh, you know, played good minutes your first two years. Buzz takes over. Uh, your minutes go down, and if if I remember right, it was the NC State game at NC State where you and him kind of had a talk, and, and I'm saying everything was resolved, but you got to a point where you needed to have that discussion, right? Yeah, when, when he got the job, I think uh, we had a meeting. Well, I had surgery, right, like in both shoulders. And we, like he met one-on-one -on -one with each player. And then I made a mistake, I, I have to admit it, that when I went to the meeting, it was kind of, it was kind of like, uh, it was shocking. Like, you know, like I didn't, we didn't expect, well, I didn't expect that he was going to get the job because he was like the, he was an assistant, but he was always recruiting, you know? Like he wasn't much, like when I was a sophomore, he wasn't there a lot. Yeah. And then when he, when he was there, you know, we had all the coaches that, you know, Buckley. And when he was there, he was buzzed. You know, he was just, like, he would tell me. He was like, Cooper, you suck. Like, I don't – he would tell me like this. Like, Coop, you and Mo suck. You midgets. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then when he got the job, I'm like, okay. Like, you know, it's good to happen. So, I went – I remember I went to a meeting, and I'm like, Coach, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a junior. You know, I, I, I'm, I was – that's now that I'm 33. and and you know, I understand 
is pouring and I was like, coach, I want to play, you know, I've, I've been playing this many minutes. Uh, I'm going to be a junior. I'm, I, I've done this, done that. And then he's listening. Like he didn't, he never said anything. And then uh, he didn't like that. I didn't talk about the team. And that was my, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I don't think I, I was selfish at the, at the time because I always been a team player, but he didn't like that. And he was right. I'm, you know, he didn't like that. So from that point on, you know, he was always kind of like, you know, he, you know, he already thought that I wasn't a good player. You know, he, he and he would tell me, he would say it to my face. So, you know, that was, a, that is like, cool. You're not, you know, I don't think you're a good player. So then, then we had a, it was a little incident. We had a, against, against Tennessee where, you know, he thought I was supposed to take a charge and I didn't take it. And, and you know, so he really, he was pissed at me. Uh, and I think we didn't handle the situation the, the right way, both. Not only me, because, you know, he was, you know, he wouldn't talk to me and, and it was tough. Like we, probably like two weeks like that, you know, he wouldn't say nothing. And, and when a coach doesn't talk to you, it's because he doesn't really want you around. So, you know, after we went to NC State, we had a game against NC State, and you know, we we spoke. Like, you know, I told him how I felt. You know, he uh, he told me that you know how he was like, okay. And then he mentioned the meeting we had. He's like, Kubi, since the first day I got the job, you, you know. And then I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, it came off the right way, the, the wrong way. Because I wasn't trying to be trying to be selfish, but that meeting was like okay, you know, it was like let's have a fresh start, you, you know, like okay, I, I still think you suck, but now I need you to, you know, just think about the thing, think, you know, try to help the team the best way you can, and you know, we'll move forward. So, you know, I wasn't playing much. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't really playing, so. After that, it was like a different mood between, you know, a different vibe. Like, you know, he, I started to, you know, just try to be positive because it wasn't easy for me. Like, I never, I never been in a place where, you know, I, I don't, as a player where I don't play. You know, I wasn't playing. I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't part of the team. So I never been that way, even as a professional. So it was really hard for me to, to, and then, you know, things changed. Then Dominique got hurt. You're on a team and with then, some pretty good guards, by the way. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was hard. So he, then Dominique got hurt uh, right before the tournament, I think, the biggest tournament. And then he had no choice but to play me. <laughs> and then I, I started playing. And then I, I, I ended up the season, you know, with a good, like, really good feeling, like, you know. And then I was going into my senior senior year, and then they signed DJO and Bikes. Remember that, and, and Junior. And they were like highly, you know, like they they were supposed to be the guys my senior year. And I remember I bust my last summer. I was just, you know, working every day. Like that was. You know, I guess I knew I wanted to play, 
and I wanted to, you know, I, I just, it was my senior year. And then, you know, Buzz, you know, he realized that, you know, he, I think he, he appreciated the work I was doing. He was like, okay, cool. You working, you know, you trying to be a leader, you trying to, you know, and that's, that was what I did my senior year. I think that's why now, you know, we have a good relationship because, you know, you know, I was honest with myself and, you know, he respect, I, I guess I earned, you know, he, he respected the way I approach everything. So. Yeah. And ultimately that. that's, that's the reason I wanted to ask you that, uh, you know, it's an interesting story and there are ups and downs to a career, but there are a lot of guys that would have just said, you know what, screw it. I'm out. I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I really like, at some point, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to leave. I was like, you know, I, and it was, you know, I wasn't having fun. Like, you know, it was hard for me to not, I was feeling like I wasn't part of the team, you know? Yeah. But I have, I have people like, you know, everybody, I would look around or I would go to the office and I would talk to you guys, you know, and, and I felt like I was at home. Like it was just, it, a little, it was a situation between the head coach and me, but once I left, like, practice, I would say, or I was around my teammates, I felt good. You know, like, I would go, I would go, like, study hall, and I would see Merrill, and, like, you know, I love Merrill. And then I would talk to, like, uh, say, uh, Broker. I would talk to, you know, I talked to everybody else, like, Adrian. I would talk to – and then I felt like I was at home, you know, like, everybody – because that was my third year. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. After I talked to him, I was like, you know, I'm. I love Marquette. That's this. This is where I want to end up my career, and it worked out. Uh, your your senior year, you start all 34 games. You play almost 32 minutes a game. You end up playing 133 games here. You know, you played almost all of your possible. Obviously, early on, you weren't you getting the minutes, but that had to be satisfying to you at the end, or whenever you decided to look back, that you stuck it out and, and had your best year as a senior. It was, it was. And, and it was a learning experience. It was, uh, when I look back, that was probably the, the yeah, it, it was, for me, it was the best year, my senior year, because, you know, we were, we were like, nobody thought that we were going to do anything because, you know, we had a bunch of, you know, we are three seniors that they were, you know, the leaders and they had great careers like, you know, Dominic James, Jarrell and Wes, they all left. And, you know, everybody thought that, you know, how's, we were, we were not have this, a good team. You know, we have Mo 5'7", I'm 5'10". Uh, we yeah. had the, uh, Zar playing the four, five, five, uh, six, five. We had Jimmy that he wasn't the same, you know, he, he was, it was, it was his second year. So we didn't have the players that you looked at our roster and you like, how, how, uh, I don't know. And then we have to like work really hard. And, you know, I think we prove a lot of people wrong and, and everything that like we had to earn everything. It was like to win every game we went to, like it was, hard to win you know so you enjoy I feel like when you really have to work for something and and it's hard and you earn it the hard way you enjoy at the end 
and that's that's how I feel about my senior year. Like it wasn't just the season; it was like I was working hard, and all of us were working hard from like the summer, you know. And yeah. that's it, it was that fun. League, it was that league was a monster back then too. I mean, the Big East was a monster of a league. Yeah, then. I mean the Big East. Yeah, Big East. Every game was was a bottom. And for us, we didn't have any. You know, we couldn't. You know, it was it was hard, but it was fun. That's that's probably one of my favorite years. There, you know, obviously every year there's a guy that's a leading scorer and gets to 20 points a game or whatever, and and you can say that every player has contributed in a win. But for me, there's a couple guys that had games that I'm like, he's the reason we won, and and you're one of them from your senior year, the the Georgetown game, where you hit six all six of your threes. For sure, we wouldn't have won that game if you hadn't. I mean, is that, is that one that you think about highlight-wise or your personal highlights when, when you go back to your career? Uh, well, I think – Just say yes because that was the whole reason for this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be, to be honest, that wasn't that, – that's not a game that – to be honest, my, the game that I thought the, – the game – like my – well, I don't know if – but a game that I would say, okay, I had a huge impact in this game. Like, was my freshman year. It was the prime, prime time, uh, prime game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I don't know if you, you were in South Florida. We beat you too. I remember. <laughs> yeah, you, you were in South. Then you came to the winning team. You were in South Florida uh, losing over there. That did. So, that's exactly you, what happened. Yes, you had twenty. <laughs> 20 points in 26 minutes against number 12 Pittsburgh. Yeah, and and uh, that game, Jarrell didn't play. He was, you know, Jarrell was hurt, and he, I don't know, it was, it was, uh, it was a special because you know it was, it was a prime time game. Uh, I remember uh, was the Dick Dick Vitel. Was it, was it uh, when when uh, Jay Billis and Digger Phelps and those guys would they were on, they were on campus for that game that game. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every like people were online for like the whole, I don't know, since like six in the morning, and yeah, that that game. I mean, against Georgetown, obviously it was it was it was good because we won, and and every like my senior year to win a game, we had to. <laughs> we it was it was hard. Scratch and claw, good. and every possession and everything. Man, every possession, like you. I'm telling you, every possession. So, but, yeah, that, that your sound would be like my, you know, Pittsburgh was my, it's like a game that I, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I really. You belong. You, just, you proved yourself that you belonged at that level, I would guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Georgetown's in your top three, at least. Would, would it, it is. Three in there. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. I should have looked further back. <laughs> You just didn't want to. You just didn't want to look back because you were you were in South Florida. <laughs> I worked for two years at South Florida. We didn't win a Big East road game in my two years there. Uh, the first <laughs> one we did was when I was at Marquette. Um, Scott Christofferson hit a couple threes off the bench at Cincinnati. Uh, that was oh. the first, first Big East win I had been a part of. So, <laughs> and I only remember that because uh, Coach Crean said something after the game. Uh, he remembered it because he remembers all that kind of random stuff, you know. 
it, looking back on it, it, would you have done it differently? I mean, do you have an appreciation now for your journey and, uh, and where you're at and, and what you've gone through to, that's led to, to uh, being in Miami these days? I wouldn't change anything. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, it was, you know, I, when I look back, I, I really, you know, uh, I feel blessed, man. Like I got an opportunity to, you know, to, to go to a, to a top school, not only, you know, sports wise, but, you know, when you talk about education and, and the people that, you know, were around me and, you know, it's, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I, I miss it. <laughs> I mean, I miss, sometimes I'm like, wow, like, you know, I, I miss being around, you know, I miss the, the, the whole dynamic, but, you know, I'm, I'm right now, I feel like, you know, Marquette were the best four years of my life. Like when I, now that, that I have kids, you know, I'm like, okay, this is another, is another level, but Marquette, I have so much fun. Like, you know, just, and when you're there, I feel like while you're playing and, and sometimes you don't relax, like sometimes you don't, you take it for granted. Sometimes it's like, yeah. okay, you know, but we had, and we had everything, like, you know, just competing at a high level every night, uh, you know, just all we had to, all, all I needed to worry was just to go to school and, and play basketball, you know, and when you leave, life gets harder. <laughs> now you're playing, you're playing professional basketball where money's involved and, and things change, you know, you have more responsibilities, you know, so, but. I wouldn't change it, man. I, I, I wouldn't. Well, Kobe, we're glad your path took, a, took you through Marquette. I know it's been a while, but I know we will remain in contact throughout the years and look forward to having your kids come to Marquette as well. So we've got them, them down. Uh, stay safe. Good luck with the baby. And we'll talk to you uh, down the road. Yes, sir, man. I will go back. I, I, I'm going to take them, like, around – during the winter so they know and they feel what I went through because <laughs> they they only they they love Miami they you know they it's all they 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 need to they need to see uh cold weather they gotta tough it out a little bit well we still got <laughs> yeah. that up here we got plenty of cold weather <laughs> thanks man yeah man thanks for having me we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the ring out a Hoya podcast which is available on gomarquette.com Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and go Marquette. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.